You're listening to What's New with Wired. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Friday, March 11th. Today we're talking about how online sleuths are using facial recognition technology to identify Russian soldiers in Ukraine, which could bring new accountability to armed conflict, but also open new avenues for digital attack. Before we get into today's top story, remember to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, while the Russian invasion rages on the ground, companies that operate data-collecting satellites find themselves in an awkward position. Checking in on Wired Science, most genetic research is done on people of European descent. That's led to misdiagnoses, inaccurate tests, and missed opportunities for new treatments. And on Wired Security, how Ukraine's besieged internet infrastructure is evolving to resist Russian attacks. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. On March 1st, Chechnya's leader Ramzan Kadyrov posted a short video on Telegram, in which a cheery bearded soldier stood before a line of tanks clanking down a road under an overcast sky. In an accompanying post, Kadyrov assured Ukrainians that the Russian army didn't hurt civilians and that Vladimir Putin wants their country to determine its own fate. In France, the CEO of a law enforcement and military training company called Tactical Systems took a screenshot of the soldier's face and got to work. Within about an hour, using face recognition services available to anyone online, he identified that the soldier was likely Hussein Mazidov, a Chechen commander close to Kadyrov involved in Russia's assault on Ukraine, and found his Instagram account. Just having access to a computer and internet, you can basically be like an intelligence agency on a film, says the CEO, who asked to be identified as YC to avoid potential repercussions for his sleuthing. Tactical Systems' client list includes the French Armed Forces, and it offers training in open-source intelligence gathering. Russia's assault on Ukraine, a conflict between two internet-savvy nations in a region with good cellular coverage, offers rich pickings for open-source intelligence, or OSINT. Compiling and cross-referencing social media posts and other public sources can reveal information such as the locations or losses of military units. The abundant online photos that are the legacy of years of social networking and a handful of services that provide easy access to face recognition algorithms allow some startling feats of armchair analysis. Not long ago, a commander or prisoner of war pictured in a news report might be recognizable only to military and intelligence analysts or the individual's own colleagues, friends, and family. Today, a stranger on the other side of the globe can use a screenshot of a person's face to track down their name and family photos or those of a lookalike. 
Wired used a free trial of a Russian service called Find Clone to trace a photo of a man that a Ukrainian government advisor claimed was a captured Russian soldier. It took less than five minutes to find a matching social media profile. The profile on Russian social network Vkontakte included the teenager's birth date and photos of his family. It listed his place of work as polite people slash war. The Russian phrase polite people is used to refer to soldiers from Russia active in Ukraine during the 2014 annexation of Crimea. Ukrainian open source intelligence group Inform Napalm independently made the same connection in an earlier post claiming to identify two of the claimed captives and confirmed in a message to Wired that it had relied in part on face recognition. That power to identify people from afar could bring new accountability to armed conflict, but also open new avenues for digital attack. Identifying or misidentifying people in videos or photos said to be from the front lines could expose them or their families to online harassment or worse. Face algorithms can be wrong, and errors are more common on photos without a clear view of a person's face, as is often the case for wartime images. Nonetheless, Ukraine has a volunteer IT army of computer experts hacking Russian targets on the country's behalf. If distant volunteers can identify combatants using face recognition, government agencies can do the same, or much more. I'm sure there are Russian analysts tracking Twitter and TikTok with access to similar if not more powerful technology who are not sharing what or who they find so openly, says Ryan Fedashik, an adjunct fellow at the Center for a New American Security. Even amateur investigators can access multiple face recognition services. Some can search across millions of faces found online in a way similar to controversial U.S. startup Clearview, which markets primarily to law enforcement. To identify the bearded Chechen soldier, YC of Tactical Systems first used FindClone, which searches across photos sourced from Vkontakte. The results led to a photo of the soldier clasping hands with Kadyrov. An openly accessible demo of a Microsoft service that compares faces in two photos marketed for uses like checking IDs also judged that the photos show the same person. A face search engine called PimEyes, which was founded in Poland and once claimed to have compiled 900 million faces, turned up more photos. One pointed to an Instagram account with a photo that revealed Hussein Mezidov's name. Searches using that name returned articles describing him as a commander and special forces trainer, as well as a YouTube video apparently shot in Ukraine in which he pulled the national flag down from a government building. Tactical Systems' Twitter thread recounting that investigation spread quickly. Its CEO says he hopes to inspire others to develop open-source intelligence skills that can help hold combatants in Ukraine or other conflicts to account. The more these individuals are publicly identified and know that the OSINT community is following their movements, the less chance they will commit war crimes, he says. Microsoft, PimEyes, and FindClone did not respond to requests for comment. Face recognition can also be used to debunk identification claims. Last weekend, Tactical Systems and high-profile open-source intelligence group Bellingcat both turned to Microsoft's face verification service after reports, including from Ukrainian newspaper Ukrainska Pravda, that the bandaged face of a man said to be a Russian pilot shot down in Ukraine matched that of a pilot pictured alongside Vladimir Putin in a 2017 news photo from Syria. Microsoft's algorithms spat out a low score and said the faces did not match. Bellingcat includes advice on the use of face recognition tools in its guides to open-source intelligence. The group credited FindClone in a 2019 report that identified several people alleged to have been involved in shooting down a Malaysian Airlines flight over eastern Ukraine in 2014. Dutch investigators concluded that the flight was downed by a Russian missile, but the country's government denied involvement. 
Posts that cite face recognition to back up claims about people on the front lines of Ukraine have for the most part generated a positive reaction on social media, in contrast to the typical response to revelations about police or government use of face recognition. Jameson Spivak, an associate at Georgetown's Center on Privacy and Technology, says some of the same concerns about government uses of the technology also apply when it's being used for identifications in war-torn Ukraine. One is that face recognition performs unreliably on images that don't capture people head-on, a limitation for both police detectives and those sourcing images from war zones. Another is the potential unintended consequences of correct or incorrect identifications. Individuals using the technology don't have the power of the state behind them, like law enforcement, but the internet can put the collective power of the mob behind them, Spivak says. YC of Tactical Systems agrees. He says that he always takes care to back up algorithms' assessments with other visual clues or contextual information. In the case of the bearded Chechen, a distinctive notch in the man's beard helped confirm some matches. Humans are needed too, he says. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.